Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Let's Watch podcast. I'm your host, James, with my co-host, Carolyn. Hi, I'm still here. Yep. Just lives here in perpetuity. Just sits on the call <laughs> just, until I come back. It, yes, I live in the computer, actually. He just presses go, and I um, appear. <laughs> You're an, I, I'm an, actually an incredible AI developer. Mm -hmm. I just, nobody knows. And I've made one AI, and it's you. And it's just to make this podcast. And it's just just to have a friend. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, we're doing more of our For You Consideration series. And this one, we're talking about the first episode of Steve McQueen's Small Act series, Mangrove. And Carolyn has that sweet synopsis ready for us. That I do. Okay. So, Mangrove, directed by Steve McQueen, obviously, as the whole uh, collection is. Mangrove tells this true story of the Mangrove Nine, who clashed with London police in 1970. The trial that followed was the first judicial acknowledgement of behavior motivated by racial hatred within the Metropolitan Police. Yeah, that's a good... <laughs> Someone knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. I believe Steve McQueen also uh, was a co- like shared in the co-writing responsibilities for all of them as well. He did, yes. It was him and uh, Alistair Siddons. Yes. Uh, and this movie has, it's a, I'm just going to say a movie, even though it's technically TV, but it's a movie. It's has a giant cast of people. And I think the one that most people recognize is definitely Letitia Wright because she's from Black Panther. Yes. She's the sister, correct? Yes. She's yeah. the sister. One of like the three main characters. Mm -hmm. Then there is, uh, Darkus, who is, a, I, I believe it's Malachi Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you might, he's been in some TV. He was an episode of Black Mirror. That's why I recognized him from. Mm -hmm. And then um, Frank Critchlow is play. I forget the actor's name, but is the other, like that's the character who's the main. Mm -hmm. It's it's his story. It's about Frank Critchlow and his restaurant. Mangrove. And uh, Mangrove, the Mangrove. Mm -hmm. And I adore this movie. I think it's easily the best thing I've seen so far this year. It is fantastic because it's it's um I mean it takes place in the 70s but obviously it's very timely but it also it's comedic and it's heavy and it's poignant it's it's everything really and um like I was really in it because these characters they were funny like it uh yeah and it, and it definitely like kind of you know touches you and it spends like the first hour of this movie like building the characters and their relationships and how all of these people know each other and not just like those three, like it spends time with the other six, mm -hmm. although they are definitely small characters. And outside of those six too, there's like side characters in the restaurant and each of these people's partners mm -hmm. and their relationships with each other. And it, it spends the time building that community that you mm -hmm. really believe in it. It's, and makes you care about the characters even more because you spent so much, you feel like you spent so much time with them, but in reality, it's like, in an hour, it's like masterful storytelling that they've he's been able to build all these characters up that you understand how each of them will act in this situation. And it's not, it doesn't feel like made movie, like show businessy or mm -hmm. like, oh, this is a movie version. It just, they genuinely feel like real people. Well, and if it was the movie version, then you would have like one character doing all of the important speaking at the trials and that sort of thing. But because they make you care about all the characters earlier, then you don't mind when so-and-so talks at this point and when this person talks at this point because it's like they all are their fully-fledged people. And 
with very, very different motivations and how they all kind of ended up together. It's quite interesting because like Frank, the uh, the owner of the mangrove, he is kind of thrown into this and they make that very clear that he didn't necessarily buy into this or want any part of it, but he became, um, him and his restaurant became like a pillar of the community. And then there's um, Althea Jones, who is um, a member of the Black Panther Party. Um, mm-hmm. And and very prominently, she goes to make, she's a university student, she goes to make speeches at places and kind of like, you know, let people know about union rights and stuff like that. Um, so it's interesting because they each come from a different thing. It's not like the restaurant owner and all the Black Panthers that hang out in his restaurant. It's like they each have a different motivation for, for yeah, being there, being in the situation. Yeah, and most of them are radicalized by experience. Like the only yep. one who really – there's the only two who are like ready to go at the beginning – are um, Letitia Wright's character and then uh, Darkus's partner, both of, and they're both both black women are basically like, no, fuck this, like mm-hmm. you guys are dragging your feet a little bit. What I appreciated is that this was um, this show slash movie is a celebration of black culture and an expression of the black experience, but from different perspectives, which I loved because it discusses like. Um, uh, I think the character's name is Barbara. That's uh, Darkus's partner. Um, she talks about at yes. one point how her whole experience was very different than that of Frank's because he grew up somewhere where um, blackness was the majority and she grew up somewhere where it wasn't. Um, so he's accustomed to being surrounded by, you know, people who accept that culture and like it's, it forms a community where she um, had her experiences kind of uh, on the other side of that coin where they banded together as a community, not necessarily out of celebration of something, but because they were forced to because of lack of acceptance and that sort of thing. So I think it's really interesting how it kind of takes multiple sides uh, of the story. Yeah. She'd been in it her whole life. There was no other option for her. Mm-hmm. Like This is just her. This is it's been it's her whole entire life experience, whereas Darkus and Frank both immigrated when they were adults. Mm hmm. And like you said, came from where the black people were the majority and mm-hmm. where there was no direct oppression on them because of that. And then like they like I just this movie is filled with like incredible storytelling and mm-hmm. it does so much showing, not telling like there is um, the specific moment of when they're doing their march, like the first like unified march that we see them have. And it's like this huge moment of the, all these characters coming together and they're going to march to the police station and protest there and then like walk around their community. And there's this in there, you see a man carrying his daughter and they're on the march and you're like, Oh, okay. Like taking like the next generation is a part of this as well. And then they turn the corner and they see all those, it cuts, they show you all of the police lined up, like ready for a fight. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back to the crowd and you see the guy with the daughter leave. Yep. Right. And it looks like that's the, that's like beautiful storytelling without having to like, nobody talks about it, but we understand. And it's just in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and later on in the trial, um, when they're talking about like, in the trial, they're basically saying people were looking for a fight, that sort of thing. Um, and the one guy's saying, like, I didn't know when the protest was supposed to end because it was never a problem for me. I always intended to be at church at three. Like, yeah. So everyone <laughs> joined for different reasons and it meant something different to each of them, you know? Yeah. And that, like, 
it's so great that the movie spends time acknowledging that right mm-hmm. it's like not they're not they're never unified even mm-hmm. when they're being tried like all of these people have different ideas on how they should handle it and what they should do and all of that and even as the trial's happening a lot of them are like i don't want to do this like i will take the plea just so this is over mm-hmm. like i don't want to be like it, i did not sign up to be like a martyr essentially i just want to live my life yeah, well, because they and and they they realize what personal stakes there are for them. It's like they don't necessarily want to be the face of a movement. They're they are real people with real real issues that could come from getting in trouble for this. Yeah, like all Frank's wanted to do is run a restaurant. Like that's all he wanted to do. Exactly, and and Barbara is like completely on board with you know the movement and everything, but is also like I have. A kid to worry about like what happens if me and her dad get in trouble yeah and that is per- like what like she is so gung-ho on everything in mm-hmm. like the first hour because it does it, there is like a significant time jump after the protest that you mm-hmm. just we all just realize because people have children and you're like oh okay so some time's passed mm-hmm. and but yeah in the beginning barbara is very much like all about this cause and then she has a child mm-hmm. or and she's like we can't like, one of us has to be there, at least, mm-hmm. and both of us should be. But she doesn't do a complete 180, which I appreciate. She still has a few moments where she snaps it because she's so frustrated with the whole situation. And you're like, oh, that Barbara's still in there. She's just, like, wisened to what having a family means. <laughs> yeah, her priority has changed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there is somebody else in her life who is dependent on her, so she has to think of that. And mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like the movie doesn't make it seem like her – beliefs are, are like somehow lesser it's just she's changed and that's totally fine what i appreciate about this too is um i think i mean obviously we're north america based and i think we mostly get stories of the civil rights movement in the u.s that's what we get um <laughs> yes <laughs> there's no stories in canada no one ever acknowledges them that sort of thing um and even the stories in that come out of the uk i think a lot of the ones that i've seen in the past and i mean again as the focus of of the world shifts in 2020 and stuff, we we get different content coming out of it. But most of the ones I see coming out of the UK are like, okay, here is um, marginalized black folks and skinheads, and that is the that's the discussion there. But this story yep. is about um, West Indian people and West Indian culture in the US and how it, or sorry, in the UK and how it thrives. And and I love that because it's not just like here's British people that are black. It's no, 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 this is, this is the culture. And there are some, some of these people that are British people who've clearly grown up there and that sort of thing. But there is people from, yeah, that, that are from um, like the West Indian areas. And, and I love it because like a show that talks about the nuances and the intricacies of, um, of different uh, black culture is very, very cool. And like, Letitia Wright, she's using her own accent in this. I think she's uh, she's Guyanese, I believe, and uh, yes. and and I've heard interviews of her where she talks about how she was always like teased for it for her accent when she was growing up. She never realized she had an accent because you don't. That's just how you speak. But having having a show where, yeah, girl, speak the way that you actually talk. That's that's amazing. That's that's very very cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I love how this movie like it doesn't. Like a lot of movies that focus on civil rights issues generally kind of lump 
all of the people together, like everybody in movies, especially, and one we'll talk about later, kind of assumes that all people uh, are the same, like aligned mm-hmm. and stuff. And especially when we're, t- and especially like when it's talking about like black issues mm-hmm. and stuff, we just assume everybody in there is like they're all the same, which they just aren't, right? Like they all have, like all come from different places. Like all of us have different ancestry. It's like, why? Is the assumption that they all are all the same? Yeah. Why do we flatten it into one thing? Right. That's a very that's a very <laughs> white centric way to tell a story. Honestly. Mm-hmm. And this movie takes the time to show how they're all different, mm-hmm. but also how they all want this community. And that barbecue scene they have on the street is mm-hmm. like incredible. It's so good. I was just like, oh my god, this is the best thing I've seen. Well, that's the thing. The movie spends the time to show interactions between people. Like, do we need to see people eating in the restaurant? Do we need to see them preparing for whatever? Like, we don't, but it it makes makes them people. (laughs) Yeah, and it gives like it makes us understand why the mangrove is so important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And without that, we would just be like, why? It's just a place. Then it's just like okay, so it's just like any other restaurant. We find out why it is specifically important for them and it's mm-hmm. like, oh okay this movie is also like horrifying with yes. the, ra- the the police raids that happen and like all of that stuff is f- very well done and it is extremely uncomfortable to sit through and watch mm-hmm. but this movie is also like beautifully filmed and staged it's an incredibly strong start to the series like i think this is a very good way for people to be able to get into it it really spends the time with the characters and it's um it's very palatable because it is comedic, but it also really gets to the point where it's like this is a really brutal time and everything was so it was really messed up. The whole trial was really messed up and everything. So I think it's I think it's a very, very strong start to um, introducing people to the other episodes. Yeah, which are like we should say that the small X series, each one is entirely different with no cast in any of them mm-hmm. go over. They're all just in one episode and it's yeah, a it's new an story anthology each time. kind of thing. Like this is, I think this movie probably this one specifically. I haven't I haven't seen the others, but this movie, mm-hmm. this one specifically deserved to have been released in theaters because it's beautiful. I don't like watching it on a TV. It's beautiful. Like there's in the like the shots in like the the beginning and in the community are like gorgeous, but he makes the courtroom seem like this foreboding place, but mm-hmm. also finds like the shot when. The, the end of the film when uh, Darkus is talking, like giving his final speech um, mm-hmm. and like it's like a triumphant moment for the character and it's like his head is on the lower frame. There's a clock right above him and then there's the stands full of all of their community up there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is like incredible staging and the shot is stunningly beautiful and like it's conveying so much in that like one frame. You like understand everything that mm-hmm. is going on. And then, uh, like, when Frank Critchlow, like, this movie, it, it really, like, all, we haven't even talked about the performances, and the performances are across the board. Outstanding. Like, out, yes. But the movie really relies on those performances at the end. Mm-hmm. And there's, what, like, a minute and a half long scene where it's just, like, a slow zoom in on Frank's Frank Critchlow's face as the verdicts are being read. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was outstanding. And, like, he... Like all of this emotion comes like pouring out of him because it, it's over, and he just like regard like it's starting before the verdict is read. It's like he's like the relief of it, regardless of what happens. 
it's going to be over and you just like it relies entirely upon the actor's face and Mm -hmm. it's and then it like slowly pans to like the other the other characters like Darkus and um, Letitia White Letitia Wright and Barbara and then it like with the other ones like we you just start to hear it and Mm -hmm. it's like I want I wish this movie was in a theater or like an actual release so it could be properly recognized mm-hmm. other i know it will, it's gonna get nominated for emmys i assume that's the thing it, this is not eligible for the academy awards correct it isn't no because it's technically a web series <laughs> it, yes it is technically a web series it is the exact same quality as uh like those little shorts from from community they're, they're <laughs> the same category <laughs> or a youtube video it is essentially competing against youtube, YouTube video, yeah. yeah that's that's what's such a shame is like this really if it were released as a movie on its own right i think it would um definitely be available for your consideration as we say but uh yes with the rules um it unfortunately can only be considered for emmys but at least it can be considered for emmys I don't even know, like, Steve McQueen should, like, direction, like, hands down. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably, in my opinion, it's the best thing he's directed because there's, like, actual... Have you seen other Steve McQueen movies? Widows. Okay. So I also really enjoy Widows. and I love Widows. <laughs> yes. And Widow, he, I, he's a great director of getting, like, performances out of actors. Such good performances, yeah. Be, and I think that's partly... Because he like most of his takes in this movie, they're longer takes. So like he gives the room for them to perform, mm-hmm. and like the camera will kind of just like follow them, or it will stay still and they move around. Yeah, uh, which is personally like my favorite type of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And but there is definitely growth between Widows and this movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because it's more personal to him, or he's just well and. Widows is a crime movie, right? It's like a crime action movie, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's but I love Widows. I oh, don't absolutely! Wanna, if you haven't seen if you haven't seen Widows, go see Widows. It's mm-hmm. fucking incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have some fun facts for you about uh, the the true Ooh. Mangrove Nine. Ooh. Um, so <laughs> excited, and then I was like, "Oh no!" No, I'll I'll keep it. I'll keep it not terrible. So, um, two of the Mangrove Nine are still alive today. It is uh, the the girls. They're still alive. Of course. Um, yes, I know. Women just live longer. Um, <laughs> what else? Um, Barbara Beast really did carry a pig's head during the march. Um, you can see it in archival yeah. photos, which is kind of fun. What a badass. I know. <laughs> um, so more than 200 cops were dispatched to monitor and accompany and then eventually uh, rough up the protesters. But the the force that they used was way more brutal than they could even show on film, basically. Of course. And what else do we have? So they um, they did argue for an all-black jury. Obviously, that didn't happen. But they did use their objection powers to turn away 63 white jurors, um, which is an incredible amount. Um, and But in the end, they only, yeah, only had two black jurors on their panel. Um, but they turned away 63 people. So that... Uh, is rad. The trial lasted 55 days over 11 weeks. 55 oh days in court. <laughs> oh my god. And there really was an officer that uh that was ejected from court for for gesturing. They just can't verify if it was pulley or not. Um but there was an officer who was doing that and then he did get kicked out. Basically, I my understanding 
um sorry no uh, my understanding is that it's been pr it's pretty faithful um, yes even before these stats you told me is that i'd, I'd read that it it does really like most of the stuff that happens is the actual stuff that happened mm -hmm, mm -hmm, obviously mm -hmm. they like movieize it and like spruce it up a little bit but well of course yeah and like I'm, i don't know if the speech at the end was the exact speech i assume probably not i assume it had at least been rewritten for film yeah but of course there is um court reports so it could have been yeah the points were probably still there yeah, like that, but again, that doesn't change anything, right? Like that's just being as faithful as you can, but still making it entertaining. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's uh, something that Frank says that I thought was really cool was uh, he said, this was years later after the trial. He said, it was a turning point for black people. It put on trial the attitudes of the police, the home office of everyone towards the black community. Um, and then... He says, we took a stand and I'm proud of what we achieved. We forced them to sit down and rethink harassment. It was decided there uh, must be more law centers and more places to help people with their problems. And that basically is what happened. The, um, the trial comes down very much with a both sides statement that says like, and, and this statement was true, um, true to reality. What this trial has shown is that there's clearly evidence of racial hatred on both sides. So basically they're like, Guys, <laughs> we get it. We see your point. But the fact that this is one of the first times where they really did put police racism and police brutality on blast and have a court say, yeah, you're right, is is pretty incredible. I, I didn't know that this was uh, such a big turning point for the British justice system. Yeah, it, it was the first step because and this movie ends on, on like a very like triumphant note, like it makes you feel good, right? Because yes. you're like, oh, OK, these innocent people got off. But then. And I think this is the one few times that I actually think this works. Mm -hmm. uh, generally, I, I despise when movies at the end do like the little like text of being like, this is what happened to the characters after. Yep. Right. Because most of the time you're like, oh, so this is a lie then. Mm -hmm. But then he shows it's like, oh, by the way, uh, Frank Critchlow was put on trial three more times for the mm -hmm. same thing. And yeah. every time he was found innocent. But like this didn't stop here. It was like a constant slow progression and fight. Like they, the justice system in the UK was fighting this the whole way because they did not want to acknowledge it. And I don't, don't live there. I don't know. Probably still have to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. I think it, that actually works in this movie, which is just a testament to the filmmaking. It like keeps a larger picture in mind without taking away from like the feel goodness of the movie, but it does then also recenter you and be like, okay. It also lets you know, like, but the mangrove closed in 92, I think for good, mm -hmm. but how important it still remains for that community, even though it has been gone for over what, almost 30 years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I ease, this is easily, I think the best movie I've seen all year. Mm -hmm. Like I don't. And I'll be watching the other ones. I'll be watching the other, um, the other films in this kind of anthology movie series kind of thing. Um, because yeah. even if they're not about the same characters, like the way that the story is written and filmed and everything, um, Steve McQueen did a masterful job and I really want to see what else there is in here. Cause I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm learning, yeah. you know, and that's, that matters. Yeah. I feel like I'm actually learning about what this community is really like. Mm -hmm. Whereas most other movies that I have watched about, about like i don't know maybe the next one we'll talk about on the next episode maybe mm -hmm. 
never I never really understand what that community is like. I just feel like I'm watching individual people and I'm like, oh, so it's just are they like is that what is everybody like them? Like I don't really understand or is it yeah. just about these specific people? And this one I feel like I just learned about a community. Well, that's which... the thing. And we'll never fully understand it obviously because we aren't part of that community, no, but never... um yeah. but it it does feel like it offers a little bit more insight into an experience rather than just individuals experiences like they do a great job mm -hmm. of creating like the atmosphere and and it it's less like individual people in their individual fights and more the bigger picture which is nice yeah it's it's a movie that i think effectively um conveys like collect how collect why collective action is important mm -hmm. instead of just like it is important on an individual level obviously to stand up for what you believe in but you need for actual change it needs to be a community of people to do it and to push for it it mm -hmm. has to be a lot of people and this is the first one in a long time that i've seen that i remember actually conveying that properly mm -hmm. and yeah i like for the awards like if it it should be able to be nominated but like obviously like director writer at like cinematography edit like i would just put it up for everything because i yeah. don't really think there's a bad thing in this movie i have no idea which performances you would take like it, it'd be like uh i guess they're all in supporting they kind of have to be but mm -hmm. it would ease it would be frank darkus barbara and leticia right but i don't know how you would pick between them mm -hmm. yeah i mean we won't have to i guess <laughs> No, but at, like at the Emmy, I, the Emmys, I assume they will. Ha they will, but I imagine they'll probably put Letitia since she's the biggest name, and she does her scene where she like breaks down. Near, like it's like there is a point at this movie near the end where it's just like this character's crying. Now yeah. this character's crying. Now this character's crying, and it's not. It do it doesn't feel like that. It's just yeah. like, but her scene where she gets her chance, she's also incredible in that one. It's like yeah. oh my god, that like understand more. I don't know. I love it. Watch Everyone it. Should watch it's it. free if you have Amazon. Yes, available on Amazon Prime, which is uh, very nice. Yeah, and everybody should watch it. And I'm very excited mm -hmm. for the next four. There's four more of these. And I'm like, this is how it starts? Yeah, it. It. I really hope that it keeps up the momentum. Um, but I mean, with all anthology series, it's hard because they're all a different story. And some stories you just don't like as much, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I know Lovers Rock is essentially just a movie at a party, which mm -hmm. parties. Uh, and then Red, White, and Blue is about the police force on the inside, which, oh boy, I'm sure that is just a barrel of laughs. Mm -hmm. And then uh, let me just make sure I get the names right on the other two. Alex Weedle is the next and, one. Yeah, Alex Weedle and... Which I actually don't know anything about Alex Weedle, but Education uh, mm -hmm. is apparently the one that is the closest to uh, Steve McQueen's real life, mm -hmm. because it is about young, about kids being very young kids being schooled and mm -hmm. how they were separated. And Al I think Alex Weedle is just about a writer. Yeah, a writer who um, spent most of his childhood in a white institutional care home with with no family, so he's a bit without roots, and he finds community for the first time in is it brighton brixton i don't know and uh brixton. And brixton so he begins to find out his identity and his passion for music and djing but apparently he's also involved in the brixton uprising so it, it talks about that as well yeah it's uh i'm very excited and i can't believe he steve mcqueen somehow made five movies and 
one year. I just can't. Especially this year. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, like yeah, that they they did film some of this in 2020. Like they they obviously, uh, I think, Mangrove and Lovers Rock were finished before mm-hmm. um, the shutdown. But I know Red, White, and Blue they had to do some shooting after mm-hmm. and i know alex we on education they there was like predominant shooting in 2020 at like mm-hmm. post once the pandemic started which like can i can't even imagine the length of the shoot for mangrove like i i was like this feels like a real full movie and you did four more of these after yeah that's the thing it would have been a full movie shoot it's so long like m- months probably like alone the like the march scene probably took a week it, mm-hmm. or multiple weeks to shoot i was like my god mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is did this man sleep all no. at all in 2019 and 2020? He just worked his ass off. Well, because, yeah, he wrote and directed. So, like, he was involved in every aspect of this. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, and Lovers Rock and Red, Right, and Blue are written by McQueen. And I'm going to butcher this name. So I apologize to uh, Corita Newland. And then he, Alistair Siddons, came back for the second, for the last two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love it. It's Everyone easily the best it. thing. Everyone should watch it. And as Carolyn said, it's also funny. It is funny. <laughs> My favorite character who we haven't talked about, and I, I apologize to her, is Aunt Betty. Oh, man, Aunt Betty. Purely there <laughs> for comic relief. <laughs> I okay, I just... with uh, That woman is like the definition of an auntie. Yep. I was like... I love her so much. Please, every time they the police barged in, I was like, "Did they hurt Aunt Betty?" <laughs> no, nope. It was like that that poor old woman. Just let her be. Yeah, she just wants to cook her food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this just wrapping this up. I just want to say um, one last thing that we haven't talked about. The music is also really good. Mm-hmm. It's very. I don't really remember much of it, but it because I watched this a while ago. But it definitely fits the. Um, everything and it's it's the same composer for all five as well so perfect so some uh um consistency across the board yeah it's micah levy who uh did under the skin so Mm. and it doesn't sound like that at all no because that is uh very ambient (laughs) and i was gonna say weird yeah (laughs) yeah eerie uh carolyn where can people find you you can find me you so please Yes, um, I don't know why you would want to, but if if you want to, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at carolyndunk93. And James, what about you? Where can they find you? You can find me uh, at james underscore willix on Twitter and james willix <laughs> on Instagram. I forgot which one was which there. Yep. And you can uh, send us an email at let's watch pod at gmail.com and it's available on all streaming services and the next for your consideration that we're talking about is the trial of the chicago seven and we really like trials. trials of the blank <laughs> number is is really what we like it seems so carol and i just love uh courtroom dramas apparently yes uh, yes courtroom dramas about the civil rights movement yep yep bye <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>